What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another brand new Rugby Muscle Podcast. This is episode 102. Once again with Sam Portland, a.k.a. Coach Sportland. And this episode is what's a kind of a quick-fire Q&A, but also kind of a more in-depth Q&A as we get into some of these questions that require a little bit more depth, require a bit more than an answer that lasts a minute or so. And if you know Sam, you know he likes to get into his details. And speaking of which, actually, the details that he will be giving out in his speed development seminar are going to be massive. And... Um, What's cool about this seminar is that you don't even have to be there to attend. It's in Riggs Gym in Birmingham. Riggs Gym is a phenomenal name for a gym, by the way. Um, It's at Riggs Gym in Birmingham on Sunday, March 17th. But if you cannot attend, you can actually watch a live feed where he'll be answering any questions live. So again, getting into the details and when we're talking about speed development, this is something that is really, really crucial. And not only can you get access to that in the live stream, but if you use the code TJ at checkout, you actually get 10% off as well. So that's pretty awesome. Um, but now going back to this episode, we talk. Uh, we answer a bunch of questions from you guys uh, about the independent coaching versus a club coach dynamic. We talk about the best time and best ways to do jumps, throws, speed training. We talk about um, how you would set up a training week for the average person working on a mon- working a Monday to Friday nine to five type of job, and then um, we we talk about like hamstring stairs and some other random stuff. But let's not have me talk too much. Let's get straight into this episode. Um, this is episode one hundred and two, a Q and A with Coach Sportland. All right, guys, we are okay. back live again with uh, Coach Sportland. Um, how you doing, mate? Yeah, fantastic. Fired <laughs> up. Yeah. Uh, uh, you, people, if, you, if anyone listens to, to the last podcast or if anyone even just follows you on Instagram, they know that you get fired up about this shit. So it's, it's really good to have you on, mate. Yeah, man. It's, it's good. It's good to be on. It's good to talk, uh, good to talk shop and, and just fucking shoot the shit, mate. Yeah, because we're exposed to so much crap now with the internet that I think that like oh, it's yeah. good to get some people talking sense. And even if we are the silent minority or, or the loud minority, I don't know, whatever, even if we're the fucking minority, who gives a shit? Because what we're saying is the message that people need to hear, even if they're not ready for it. Yeah, and you know what? Like, I, Yeah, like I said. If I'm if I'm the minority or I'm the majority, you're gonna fucking hear me anyway. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So uh, in today's episode, we're gonna go for a quick fire Q and A. But as usual, before that, mate, it's time. So you already gave you one fact. I, I loved that last time, actually. The the boat and shit, uh-huh. and that led right into the episode. But this time, we're after another fact. Oh, okay, so uh, I looked this one up, but I think it's it's a pretty it's a pretty cool fact, uh, and I can't fucking find it now. Oh, oh. Uh, I'm you gotta have solid, I'm you gotta have solid references for the fact of the week, mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so I'll give you two. I'll give you two facts. Uh, I don't know if you've got any Irish community listeners, but Bally is town in Gaelic, um, which is a which is an interesting fact. I always think that's interesting. Bally is um, town. Yeah, Bally is town um, in Gaelic. Huh. Um, and also, I just looked at this one for you American fans. 
The Supreme Court has its own private basketball court with an amazing nickname. The basketball court is on the top of the US Supreme Court building and its nickname, you guessed it, is the highest court in the land. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Yeah. Those are, those are two solid facts, mate. I, was, I just thought it was going to be called the Supreme Court Court, but whatever. Yeah, I would have, I, like, I would have had it as the Supreme Court. Yeah, that's it. Hey, are we going to go play? Are you going to shoot some hoops on the Supreme Court? <laughs> yeah, there yeah, it is. That works. Play for it, the Supreme. <laughs> Supreme Court. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly, mate. <laughs> that works real well. <laughs> Fucking hell. Oh, man. Awesome stuff. All right, mate. So um, now that we've already got onto some nonsense, we, we uh, find ourselves crawling over to the cesspit sometimes that is known as Instagram questions because people just ask the weirdest questions on Instagram. But we've actually got some good ones today. We've got really good ones, actually. And uh, Yeah, we don't even have any shit ones. So that's you should be honoured because I think that's the first time that's happened and that's not to call out anyone for being asking shit questions it's just the way it is um, yeah sometimes there are shit questions yeah for sure <laughs> alright um, so uh, first question we've got here is how do you find the difference between being an independent strength and conditioning coach versus being a coach in a system slash club team okay yeah, that's a cool question because I was since day one I've always worked for myself okay um, which is a, a thing that I advise for a lot of coaches I've always tried to earn money outside and coach outside of my main employment uh, for security reasons yeah okay uh, I back myself any day of the week to go out and make money and that's fine whether whatever that is it but what I find different I mean I was quite a uh, you know, I had quite high levels of responsibility and everything where I was doing. Um, a re- recent club, I was senior SNC. I was basically doing everything apart from writing the schedules. Uh, but what what I found working within a club is that you have to take into consideration sometimes people's fears and people's insecurities about their own ability, which can negatively impact yourself. And like I said, I'm a ginger with a big mouth, so that sometimes may go against me. However, doing good work shouldn't stop you from from doing anything. I mean, at the moment, being self like uh, as a as a freelance SNC guy, I love it. It's giving me more freedom. I've got more energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm more passionate about what I'm doing um, because sometimes after my last job. Uh, I was gutted and I'm still gutted that I'm not there uh, because I miss the boys I love the boys Um, however I realised that after a couple of weeks I had so much more energy Yeah. because as always I was underpaid and overworked but you do it because you love the boys you you want the goals, you want the results and now uh, you know I just get to wear my slippers a bit more Yeah, I've always been independent for the most part I, I i you know even when i've had a few contracts or short-term uh, deals with like teams yeah i've still done it from an independent like i've done it through my own coaching business so where yeah. i've so i can't make as good a comparison but i've always found that difference is like you just get that much more individual quality with 
uh, you know, independent coaching versus a team. A team, you're, you're very much just a cog in a system, and you, you know, you're trying to make the best of what you have, but you're always going to be limited to that. Whereas um, you're still trying to make the best of what you have with, you know, when you're taking on people privately and individually, but yeah. you've got way more control of the scope of what you have is, if that makes sense, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. For sure, and you don't have to deal with anyone else's agenda or any of those bullshit. Yeah, like so you so you've got you you know you've got an athlete that's playing you because they see your value and they're paying you because they want to they respect that. Whereas if you're if you're a coach at a club, sometimes I can see that you know the head coach you're just there because you know professional teams know that they need. Um, strength and conditioning they know that they need to do that but they don't really appreciate it they don't really understand what they're doing and at worst they think it's a waste of time like a lot of uh, you know or not a lot of but some head coaches will think that and it's like oh yeah 100% you know if you're if they're stuck in their ways then you've got to deal with that and that's you know that's that's where I think you're a little bit held back by um, yeah. clubs but it, you know if you if you're a good club in theory, out yep, and, out. and in theory, if if you are a good club, they should be they should be treated almost exactly the same, because the good club will allow you to work with anyone on that individual basis and make those improvements and adapt around you. Yeah, take care of the people that take care of the people. Yeah, boy. All right, cool. Next question. Um, I guess we can tie in these two questions sort of together because we've got when's the best time to do speed training and then I've got yep. another question is do jumps slash throws have to be sequenced before lifts or are there any advantages to do it during slash after? Okay. All right. So best days best days to do speed uh, if you can. Like, don't take this out of context but do it every day. Um, so, I mean... Okay, so if you're if you're in a training week, all right, um, I would be doing speed uh, game day plus three, uh, game day minus two, and game day minus one. Yeah, uh, I would be doing uh, real low volumes but high intensity, um, and I would also be working on different things depending on the uh, B uh, the restrictions that I've got of my athlete and see like what their prime focus really needs to be. So um, it depends where technical breakdown occurs, which mm-hmm. is a huge part because if you've got, if it's shit, it looks shit slow, it's going to be shit fast. And you, you're not, if you're reinforcing poor, bad habits. Yeah. Oh, then you mark in anyway. Yeah. So, um, there's there's that so there's those three days that you could do um, and that can be the, you know air on the side of caution with the volumes sprint short distances one day sprint long distances one another day do a mixture of two uh, the day uh, on another day as well depends how you want to play it up now jumps and throws before uh, or after after lifts and now that depends what you lift there for yep uh, so you got to remember that a tool is only useful for a certain job. So within that, like a carpenter has a multitude of chisels, has a multitude of um, saws, and a multitude of screws, nails, uh, measures to do whatever job he needs to do. So it's finding the right tool 
to do it. Don't get caught up on the tool. Work back from that and ask, answer your question. Like, what am I trying to achieve? What am I trying to tra train? What tools do I have available to me? And what is the most effective and easiest fit there? Could you jump and throw medicine balls after you lift? Absolutely you can. Is it a good idea? Depends. Probably not. All right, so yeah. have you taken to consideration uh, a Maslowian, Maslowian theory of, uh, of a hierarchy um, and, a, and apply central nervous system fatigue to that? Then you're going to want to put your most ballistic work first. Yep. Because uh, so you don't want to. Explain that a little bit. So Maslow's hierarchy is. Um, so it's basically the for the path to self self actualization. Yeah. Um, and, what you and, need. And understanding what you need exactly, yeah. and it's all about wants, behaviors, emotions. And if mm -hmm. you if you look at that in terms of your workout, and you put like for instance higher volume stuff at the bottom of the pyramid and most explosive stuff at the top, um, and then as your depending on your goal but most people is ballistic and explosive power yeah so what you're what you're you're not going to do a 10 rep max before you try and do a maximal jump because you're going to start fatiguing the system so you can then so what you should be doing is potentially looking to manipulate your 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 workout to allow you to the best advantage. What I would say as well is is understand the interference effect. So obviously the system, aka the body, can't really uh, differentiate from mixed stress. It's like, right, my ballistic stress is going to go here, then my strength stress is going to go here, and then my bodybuilding stress is going to go here. Yeah. It just pulls it together as stress. So uh, what I would say um, and how you're going if you want to go deeper and deep dive into how you can use certain things as different things as strength and development tools mm -hmm. yeah. but however you can use jumps for strength training Yeah. you can use barbells for speed work you yeah. can use it all for energy system uh then you got to look at how we're stimulating eccentric speeds, concentric speeds, how we manipulate tendons. Um, so it's just a real multifactorial, pretty complex beast. Um, absolutely. Which is why you need coaches. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so. absolutely. So real good stuff. I think um, to revisit the speed training, like I, I really like that answer because I, I would have always just gone like when you're freshest, is always usually the best time to do speed training. And if you can, and what you said there is, well, if you can maintain, you know, low enough volumes that you're fresh more often than not, then there's a lot more scope for you to do more speed training. Yeah. And yeah. Um, Engineer success. Yeah. And it's not, also like, if you want to do, yeah, you can do a little bit each time. And again, this, the speed training when the best time, it depends again on what you're trying to achieve through that block. Cause if speed's not speed's a big prioritization. Yeah. Every fucking day as often as you can. Yeah. If it's not, yeah. then we're looking at, well, how much is our speed training then going to take away from the other stuff that we are trying to improve. And it's almost yeah. the same answer can be said for the, the jumps and the throws where, you know, yeah, we, you can. I mean, it's probably best for you to put them through the lifts. And if you're worried, I mean, before the lifts, and if you're worried about them impacting your, impacting your lifts, so you're like, oh, crap, like, I don't want to do, you know, 
eight sets of these medicine ball throws because that's good because I really want to focus on improving uh I, I keep using bench press because it's just an easy example. Yeah, I don't yeah, do that because yeah. it's going to interfere with my bench press. Well, how about you just do three sets of medicine ball throws then? And then maybe you're, you're still going to maintain that freshness for the bench press. Or you can do some sort of super power superset. Um, always works kind of well if, if that's what you want to do and you're worried about it interfering. But like, there's so many different things at play there that it's hard. But I guess to answer the one question of are there any advantages to do it after i'd probably say not really um i I can't really think of anything the only thing i can think of is um if you are doing some sort of power power work or yeah if you're doing some sort of power after your strength work you can really like you're obviously going to be capped at how much you can do because you can't go too explosive so that might give you a scope to work on a little bit of technique but as you said you know if it if it looks because if it looks shit slow, it's going to look really shit fast. So maybe there's something to be said for that, but yeah, yeah, I can't think of anything Technical else. Technical mastery, mate. Technical yeah, mastery. absolutely cool. Um, all right, next question. Unless you've got anything more that you want to circle around for that. No, 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 no. Like that's yeah. It's it, yeah. The interference effect is huge, and it plays a really. You can really just fuck yourself basically by trying to do too 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 much yeah a lot of these questions are answered by you know and and we did this because i had dr james hoffman on a few weeks back and Uh it's it's that needs analysis man like understand what are you trying to do you know if you're trying to do medicine balls and you're trying to get the biggest bench and you're trying to get the biggest squat and you're trying to get faster and you want to improve your ruck like all at the same time (laughs) yeah good luck yeah good luck yeah yeah, for sure, mate. Cool. All right. 100%. How would a train an ideal training week look for someone um, that works Monday to Friday as a school teacher? Uh, okay. Uh, all right. So, ideal training week. Let's quickly go into uh, high low because I think that yeah. we're both big believers in that sort of methodology yeah. of training. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So, what you want to do? Um, so I even, I even with my masters, we looked at uh, neuromuscular fatigue with jumps uh, on pro players. Game day plus two, everyone's fucked. Like so, as a like everyone aspires to what the pros do. The pros are even tired two days after the game. Mm-hmm. So every like, so you got a competition, complete rest the day after. So let's say, yeah, game day Saturday. So Sunday's a complete rest. Complete rest. Stuff your face. Get over your hangover from the Saturday night because we all know that a few beers helps obviously relieve a bit of stress. (laughs) Um, So get that that stuff done. Stuff your face on a Sunday. Enjoy it. Get some good food, good nutrients into you. Um, Get your cheeky fry up in and just enjoy yourself. Monday, maybe want to go into the gym. Uh, do some this part time, especially being a part time player. Uh, I would just solely focus on a Monday, looking at restoration of uh, the lymphatic system. Okay, so obviously pain manifests itself hugely in stress in the lymphatic system, um, which is funny. Like, well, it's really not funny, but it's how <laughs> cancer presents itself is in the lymphatic system. So yep. it's a pretty important system. So um, I would be looking at some low level work. Um, in terms of sort of more concentric base, maybe some upper body 
band work, some bodybuilding type stuff, higher reps, get a sweat on, jump on a bike, sit in a sauna. If you've got knocks uh, at back, lumps and bumps and bangs, I'd go straight to the sauna. If you've got that available, or sit in a hot bath. Okay, yeah. straight away before you do any other training. Uh, there's some really interesting stuff with Dr. Ronda Patrick. That if you get in the sauna um, and it's hot enough, it can actually spike the um, the uh, it upregulates the, uh, the satellite cells for um, IGF one in the system, so it promotes healing like really well. So I would just be like, boom, I'm going to get my lymphatic system fired up whichever way I can and however I can. Um, easiest one, like I said, sit in a bath, sit in the sauna. Uh, if you feel a bit more active, jump on a bike, get moving, then a little bit of bodybuilding, a little bit of movement, definitely some active mobility, some active range of motion stuff, in and out, 25 minutes, happy days. Get home, kiss your kids goodnight, sweet, stick on Netflix. Game day plus two, uh, plus three, so I'd be. this would be a day that I'm ready to go. Like yeah. The day before would have been cool. Um, and almost the day before is about getting you ready for this for day one uh, yeah. for, this, for this is our first lifting day so I'd be going in I'd be looking say I've got rugby in the evening if I could squeeze a workout in the morning it would be pretty uh, obviously depending on the time of year depending on my needs what I need to work on but this would be some of your higher output stuff yeah so more jumps I tend not to if I've got a train personally mm-hmm. if I've got a train in the evening and I lift in the morning I won't sprint in the morning yes um because I've, got, interesting. I've probably got 4.5k, 5k of on-feet volume in the evening. So what I would do is do some nervous system potentiation work, some priming work, some, something moving things really fast with lots of rest, um, trying to work on um, supporting mechanical positions that I need to be in and uh, supplement it with structural work, a.k.a. strength work, um, in the specific ways that I need to, especially in-season um, and then uh, I'd be in and I'd be out again in 45, 50 minutes. Uh, if I'm lifting before training, I'd probably do some more active type sprinting, bounding type stuff as part of my high, most um, uh, important work. Then I'd supplement with a few bit, a few lifts. You know, some days it'll probably may even only be three lifts. You know, so mm. short, sharp, in and out. Gain uh, plus three. If I'm fat, I'm fit, lazy, eating too much, I'd be doing some low-level cardio there, yeah. keeping the metabolism ticking over. And then so this day, is Wednesday. Minus two. Yes, yep. then Thursday, uh, Thursday we go. We go big, we go hard. That day you can either um, do similar to what you did uh, Tuesday, yep. uh, but do it faster. Yes. Do it faster. And yeah, um, more more of the power stuff, day. more of the yeah. high CNS output stuff, but not as much volume yeah. potentially. Yeah, or... yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Even do it even faster. Yeah. So um, you know, we built into cycles where we did some assisted sprinting that day. You nice. know, and yeah. when we, you know, we, I was getting players like close to ten meters per second in real short spaces of time, uh, and uh, like with with minimal. Um, with minimal effort as well. And the perceived effort of things is huge. So we'd, but obviously you've got to build to those things and then yeah. make sure in your team run that night, which 
drives me fucking bonkers. Like we wait, especially part-time rugby, you waste a Thursday by just running through your moves that you've been learning all year. Like you just get better at rugby. Um, so rather than set plays, um, so that's a different thing. And then, you know, make sure you get some long build-up sprints on a Thursday night, regardless of your position. I don't give a fuck who you are. You play, if you play rugby, you run. So you need to condition yourself to running and running fast because at the end of the day, if you're in a game and someone breaks the line, you are going to try and haul ass to bring them down. Yeah. Uh, if not, I suggest you probably just stop playing rugby because you're not cut out for it. Um, so with that being said, then on the Friday, if you're, if you're feeling good, if you're feeling ready, um, you can do some, some primers. Okay. Yeah. Um, like Derek Hansen talks about um, increasing, and we, I did this at Eating with all my players, and I do it with a lot of my other coaches. Coaching uh, is that we ramp velocity through the week. So technically, Friday is going to be you're going to run as fast or do something as fast as you would do on a Saturday, or even faster. But mm-hmm. again, real short volumes, like I'm talking a, a 10 minute warm up and then a 15 minute set. Yeah. you know of, of work and then you're in and you're and out you're that may only be three reps of um some sort of 10 degree downhill sprints for 30 meters with three mm-hmm. of them boom because it's all about setting yourself up for what you're aiming to do and most of these people be rugby players they're looking to fucking dominate on a saturday so enjoy the training but it's not about the training it's about the performance. So it's all about just revving the engines through the week uh, to getting it done. Beautiful. Um, so, yeah, that's that's it, man. Pretty comprehensive. Most people, yeah, and as well, sorry, like most people, you'll get your conditioning uh, done on a Tuesday and Thursday. Yeah, that's what I always say is you, you're and, still going to get through a lot. So, so, Or if you're really pushing for your conditioning, right, then yeah, and then like – you got to understand that maybe it's best not to do it all on the legs because of, well, you, you've got your yeah. Tuesday and your Thursday, and who knows what that's yeah. going to entail. That's part of the problem that we spoke about before, but for sure. Yeah, and you just go central adaptation. You just don't do anything that's going to, like you said, tax you peripherally. So, you know, swimming, for instance, um, like running in a pool, like it's not going to tax the legs. Yeah. It's not going to tax the body, but it'll tax the heart and the lungs. You know, uh, do some do some breathing work. You know, that'll get you fired up. Like that'll start actually getting your body. You know, I'm a big believer in, in reading into a little bit more uh, more things, um, and just teach your body to convert oxygen well and handle CO2. Like with the mouth taping stuff, mm. you get gains. Like you get fit, and it's all about low cost, high reward. Beautiful, beautiful. Um... There is actually a previous episode that we've we've done where we've we've like sort of outlined like a, what a perfect week would look like, and so yeah, it's it's awesome yeah. to see that yours is pretty much exactly the same as what ours nice. is. So it's it. I mean, that's how it's it's you know what is optimal or you know what is an optimal framework is pretty much the same, but what is actual mm-hmm. optimal in reality is very different for most people, and so yeah, that's sure. why we can be, yeah. give the same recommendations. Yeah, and that's where, uh, if you're familiar with Mladen's work, that's where, where the Agile periodization comes in really yeah. well. Yeah. Um, and it's, but, it's really, really nice. Beautiful. Just, just finding your plan Bs, man. Yeah. 
Speaking of which, uh, next question. Last question from a listener is, I'm naturally fast, but I suffer hamstring tears. Help. <laughs> so. Naturally fast, but just suffers hamstring tears? Yes, sir. Uh, I would, like, how do I fix that? I'd need to see you run. Yep. Um, you know, hugely. So you're probably very, could be very elastic. Um so this is going to go two ways. You're either like just a really high force producing person and you absolutely are shit at running. Um, and I mean, I don't even mean any offense by that. Like, yeah, I'm just not very politically correct. Um, so yeah, you've, you've probably got poor running mechanics or like structurally, you're just not right. You're just not doing the right S and C. You're not, you not you've not built up the conditioning and the tolerance in the hamstrings. You, you may have some, some dysfunctions in your hips, but if you get a lot of hamstring issues from sprinting, it's probably because your front side mechanics is not right. Um, and your ability to, to tolerate, um, and your, sorry, and your speed reserve is not high enough because yeah. no one, no one tears a hamstring fresh. Yeah. You know? Um, so that would be, that would be two things. Yeah, whoever yeah. that whoever sent that question in, uh-huh. send me a video. Send yeah. me a video, and I'll have a look, and I'll talk to you. Because you know where I am. But I've always I've always found like that. It's yeah. It's like you said, the speed reserve is huge. Like fitness in general, like yeah. that's massive. And then also, people just don't do good. Like especially in the weight room, and this is where I see like the only hamstring work people do is hamstring curls, if that you know. But yeah. What you really want to work on is What's those hamstrings. Yeah. Uh, they're most stretched and, and really get them to tolerate a lot of force at that stretch position. Um, you know, not just sitting and, and reaching. Like metrics, mate. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. Work through, you know, learn how to tolerate yeah, sure, a decent man. load at your full range. And that's, that's going to help you out. So cool. Yeah. Or even better. Yeah. Go Sweet, follow man. coach underscore Sportland and, uh, Send him the video of you sprinting and see if we can improve that. Cool. All right. Yeah. Last yeah. three rapid fire. Um, favorite supplement? Poor. Uh, it's going to be, um, I've been taking it recently, uh, ashwagandha. Oh, yes. Good. Yeah. Been taking it for a while now. I really enjoy it. Uh, and stack that with CBD and all good, man. Nice. Yeah. Get your stress down. Cool. Favorite training uh, movement? <laughs> If you have to have one, it's gonna be um, prime times. Scissor bounds. Scissor bounds. Oh, yeah. I like that. Yeah, cool. Um, I'll, I'll also throw up a, a video of that on the show notes. Uh, I'll probably copy. I'll probably paste it from one of yours. But yeah, that, that's a really good movement. I like that. Yeah. Um, Great. And then favorite food. Favorite food? Oh my life! Uh, I'm gonna have to say barbecue. Uh, Ooh, nice. I've got a, I cook on a barbecue at my boat. Like, yeah, um, I've got this like big gas motherfucker. So yeah, anything on a barbecue. Um, that's awesome. And what's funny about that one is we'll have a few listeners in Texas and a few listeners in South Africa. Like, you fucking Englishmen have no idea how to barbecue. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I don't. No, nope. but listen, I'm but it's good. Try it. I appreciate good food, man. That's awesome. All right, yeah. cool. Don't shoot me down for trying. No, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Just trying to get... I mean, it, even... 
a lot of unless it's really dry, bad barbecue is still pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, absolutely. All right, cool, man. Um, as I said in the previous episode, go follow at Coach Sportland on Instagram. Um, and again, in the show notes, we'll have all the links through to his speed seminar that you can get and get a ten percent discount as well, right? Yes, hundred percent. With TJ at the checkout, I've just set the coupon up now. Boom! You the links. Excellent. TJ right. at the checkout. Take advantage of that. 10%. If I, I definitely would help to say, I definitely think it would massively help if you get the live one, ask those questions, understand what it takes for you to get faster. Because and that is probably the biggest thing that you need. A lot of people that just go to the gym and are really dedicated. If you can really get the edge on speed, that is going to boost your rugby performance like you wouldn't believe yeah no, change the way you train absolutely alright guys well thank you for listening um, we'll catch you all of you in the next one and thank you so much Sam for being on it's been an absolute pleasure mate pleasure is all mine CJ thank you very much man always alright guys thank you very much for listening if you've enjoyed this episode or if you've enjoyed any episode of the Rugby Muscle Podcast please go ahead and give us a five-star rating and type a quick review. It takes about a minute and it really helps us out a ton, helps grow the show, helps grow Rugby Muscle. And in turn, we will be able to give you guys the best quality content, information and programs that we possibly can. If you're interested in any of that stuff, like the free physique nutrition video series or the TJ Shank Supplement Guide or the 50 free rugby conditioning sessions, you can find them all at rugby-muscle.com or by going through my Instagram profile at tj.strength. Give me a quick follow. And until next time, guys, I've been your host as always, TJ. See you soon.